0: Welcome back adventurers. I hope you're all as excited as we are to continue the story in season four of Dice Tower Theaters, Dawn of Dragons, launching December 26, 2021. As it's been a while since we last met in this episode zero, I want to take a quick moment and reintroduce some of the core characters, walk through the story so far, yes, with spoilers. So hopefully you're all caught up and also tell you a way you can get a sticker from the show. So please walk with me amongst these tomes filled with heroes and heroines of ancient myth and legend as we return to the halls of Garnet Keith. The Children Though not children anymore, these are our core characters the story follows. Becoming a solid group of friends and family first before they even became teenagers in the remote mining town of al khan That lies within the dry High Plains desert of Kerr. is where our story began with the events that took place in the prologue of the story. More to come on that, but for now, let's meet them. Cordelia Shieldheart The young fire mage is the youngest of the heroes of the story, but is no less skilled. Her wits are as strong as her heart, and her mastery of knowledge about the world, especially dragon lore, as strong as the spells she weaves, making her a great member of the Ivory Library now. The daughter of the great blacksmith Erebus and the sorceress Lorahana Shieldheart, she loves her family and friends dearly and would do anything to ensure their safety. All this said, her strongest asset is without a doubt her courage. Benedict Shieldheart son of Alona the Fair and Lucilius Kilbane, the former steward of Garnet Keep. Benedict was saved by his brother Zane from a raging fire in their family's home when they lost both their parents. Escaping with their sworn shield brother and sister Erebus and Lorahana Shieldheart, who adopted both brothers as their own, giving them the Shieldheart name. Moving far away to Alenot he began his trade as a blacksmith, under the tutelage of Erebus, his adopted father. As he never knew his real father, he identifies directly with Erebus as his greatest hero, his love blinding him to the truth that he is someone else's son. As he is becoming a great holy knight of the Glen Valley, this is what he views as the only lie he will allow himself. Sophie Sophie was born in al Khan in the region of Kerr, never really knowing her parents. She was raised by her older sister, Cardlin, who was a mercenary whose only love was money, the sword, and the death it brought. Once Cardlin disappeared, she grew up with her best friend Cordelia Shieldheart, and grew close to and finally in love with Zane, Cordelia's adopted brother. The greatest gift her sister gave her before she disappeared was her unmatched skill with a sword and her ferocity as a fighter. After Zayn disappeared, she locked her heart away and never looked back, knowing he would forever live there. And as our story unfolded, this came to pass as they share a single soul together now and forevermore. She is known for her strength. Zorin. Zorin is the son of the cruel warlord of our story, Lord Pallas, and never knew his mother. In his younger days, he would enjoy sneaking around with his best friend Zane Shieldheart. both boys having a talent for lurking in the shadows causing mischief. Zane would fill his ears with stories, dreaming of the sea, and then becoming pirates. He eventually became a sailor while living in Port Lafour after they escaped the fall of al He is known for his cunning. The Six Winds. The elders and guides of our tale largely consist of the former members of the legendary Six Winds, an elite group of knights who liberated Trull and brought peace to the lands watched over by the great walls of Garnet Keep high in their mountains. They were led by Lucilius Kettlebane from House Kettlebane in Darkovnia one of the great trade baronies of the world. He wielded the great magical sword that bore the house's name as well. His partner in life was Alona the Fair, wielder of the great magical glaive, Tempest. She was born in ranch lands of savage troll and grew accustomed to battling bandits and nomadic orc tribes of the area with her family, defending their own lands. Her brother Caleb also became a knight of the glen out of the Celestine Tower. Both Ilona and Lucilius were believed to have fallen when the gates of Garnet Keep fell mere months after the birth of Cordelia Shieldheart, whose parents were also part of the Six Winds. Larahana was a sorceress from the lands of Chikara, far to the west, who came to the knighthood from Ivory Library to assist them. She was a master of spellcraft and carried a tattoo of a flaming sword on one wrist. In times of need, she could simply touch this tattoo and a sword of pure orange flame would leap into her hand. Her partner, Erbus Shieldheart, was a powerful fighter and master of the longsword, though he actually preferred the feel of a good hammer. A strong and versatile warrior, he was by far the largest and strongest member of the group. He entrusted the children to the care of El-Aviv who took them under her wing as they fled the fall of al Khan. El-Aviv was the elven scout archer of the group. She hailed from the Silver Maple Woods at the northern border of Trell with the Great Glen Valley. She raised the children from the time they were ten for ten years in Port Lafour, trying to start again. She held feelings for Keldor, who is the last of this group, and now that they are reunited has vowed to never lose him again. Keldor Ironfist, the paladin who lost his lord and his way and fell from grace, has now regained his path and has sworn to never lose Garnet Keep again. He also narrates this tale of swords, sorcery, and high adventure. The players in the game know I like to ramble, walking back through the story, and that's what this is. Looking back at our story, it's important to note the following. I'll try to stay at a high level to jog all our memories, and yes, there's a lot. We've covered a lot of the background of what happened in the prologue. Erebus and Lorohana fell in Alinotcon when the children were young. Zane fell at the feet of Dekion, and Erebus was killed of the sword he had made Lord Palace, on commission. One with a dragon turtle pommel with red eyes. The remaining children escaped to the south with El-Aviv to Port Lafour, passing an old man, a young girl and their windmill. In season one, we followed the children to a night to remember where Zane had escaped after a decade of servitude in the gladiator pits and Port Lafour was attacked by Lord Pallas and the half-orc commander squibbed the crusher, riding dragons. Elviv fell, defending the escape of the children that night. The children made their way to gain passage to bells in the new country, encountering a dragon turtle on the way, looking for a lost enchanted conch shell. Upon their arrival in Bemel, they made their way to the ivory library where Cordelia struck a deal with the librarians. Cordelia had to relive her most horrible memory in a ritual called the Telling. This was to gain the knowledge that they needed to find the good dragons and for her to become one of their order. In season two, Zoran was called to participate in the games of Ellington, where he, Scott the uncharismatic dwarf, Vix the Unsociable, who was an elven wild magic wizard, and an old knight named Keldor were sent on a mission by the Duke himself and Elias Silvertongue to bring back an item of great power from one of the trade barons. In the basement, they found a secret passageway down into the depths of a twilight underworld. Leaving Zoran, Zane, and Keldor behind, the rest of the party went to investigate. They found a city in the dark shadows where they met a man dressed in white robes with icy blue eyes, who gave them a quest. Sophie chose a path that he warned would need to be walked by her alone. She bravely accepted it, Challenging her own fear of being alone and pressing forward. They made their way through the underworld, being imprisoned, eating mushrooms, discovering a dwarven city of the Great Forge, and found Aralyn, the elf, locked in a cage with glowing ruby bars. In all these challenges, there was a man in the shadows. Different forms, but always the same icy blue eyes, assisting them. They all had dreams, and finally while fighting a green dragon and demon they shattered an orb that they believe should have been the artifact they were to return but again the man showed up to zane and gave him a choice zane chose to offer his body as the toll and stay with sophie as one spirit forevermore and to try and find his daughter in return he also returned the spirits and bodies of erlin and elive thus proving even the Lord of Death himself needs help. In season three, we helped Keldor find himself again and realized he shouldn't be hiding from the knighthood anymore. The Duke and Elias Silvertongue sent them to defend the Celestine Tower in the center of the Great Glen Valley, the largest of the five fortresses consisting of the Ivory Library, Celestine Tower, Garnet Keep, Obsidian Fortress, and the Jade Temple. Turned out while Benedict was out trying to prove himself as a Knight and help defend against the actual Dark Army, there was an ancient teleportation system that ran between all of them as well. We joined the Knights on the battlefield as they bravely fought back the forces being led by the Blue Dragons Cobalt and Azure and the Undead Legion. The army was betrayed, though, by the commander known as Dabria, the Mistress of Pain, and the seer, Una. Helping them fail, they made their way to seek out the son of Lord Pallas for their own revenge. Keldor, Aviv and Benedict raised a rebellion in troll to take back Garnet Keep, but the group needed to infiltrate first to lower their defenses. Benedict fought the Red Guardian in the caverns beneath revealing its true form as his father's sword, Kettlebane. Dabria ran into the kobold Sharptooth, one of her most trustworthy shield sisters, who was one of the closest things to a friend she ever had. Dabria told her to escape and never go back to the army, releasing her from her servitude. In the keep itself, they fought three orcs, but one orc, known as Bright Oak, was revealed to be a woman crazed from years of enchantment. Breaking the spell, Benedict found his mother alone of the fair. All right, everyone, if you made it this far through my rambling, then good for you. You're now set and ready to jump back in December 26th. Just a note though, We now are converting the story episodes into transcribed videos on our YouTube. If you like to read and listen at the same time, give it a shot. Also, as the new episodes drop, we'll be doing listening parties at that time on our Twitch channel, where you can chat with us as we all listen. So I promised you a way to earn a sticker. Here's how you do it. Send an email to dicetowertheatre at gmail.com with a note of something you like about the show can be anything favorite character favorite moment anything just include a mailing address and i'll get one sent over to you may just enter you in for a t-shirt if what you have to say makes me smile thank you everyone for tuning in today as we get ready to launch season four of dawn of dragons stay safe and remember the oath